London Property, home of Super Prime, where you can find informative, educational and entertaining content covering all aspects of property. Hello and welcome to the London Property Podcast. Today we're in conversation from Lee Summers, who joins us from New York. Welcome to London, Lee. Thank you. Um, I think in particular we're going to speak, uh, first of all, about who is Lee Summers, but I would love to have our audience understand a lot more about the Summers Global team as well. So let's start. Tell us about you and your experience and, and who is Lee Summers. Who is Lee Summers? Okay. Um, I worked for Sotheby's International Realty as an international director for uh, over 20 years and moved on to Compass, a technology-based real estate company who wanted the international concept. And the international concept, um, I spent over 20 years traveling around the world handling uh, people and deals from every country and made quite a lot of friends, big client base, and decided to form at Compass something that uh, would be a little bit unusual from a personal point. That would be a team of people from different countries in the States, in Europe, and of course in Asia. Asia has been closed up for a couple of years, so that's uh, hard. It's a little bit on hold for the time being. And have a Summers Global Team person uh, in France, in the UK, in Italy, um, handle the needs of uh, anybody who wants to buy or sell with an international market. We do all the marketing in New York, but basically uh, we all have friends who uh, we could be at a dinner party and somebody says... Oh, I just always wanted a little place in Paris. I have to call my lawyer and see how I can find one. And you say, well, I can help you. I know someone, you know, can help you. What we do is we have clients, we have the brokers who can help clients in all different countries. And they're part of the Summers Global Team. And it's a referral. It's a referral business. So basically, when, you, when you're thinking about the kind of super high uh, net worth individual, they do often have an international lifestyle. Yes. And what you're saying is when you already have that relationship, then you know the mindset and you know how to help them in different jurisdictions. And with your experience, you know how to choose those people who can help you support these and if you have a client that you're working with, let's say you have sold a someone uh, a flat in London, and uh, now they mention, oh, well, maybe they would like Los Angeles. You know, how do we go about that? They, oh, well, I actually have a partner in Los Angeles, and we can help you, and I'll stay involved. And that's what we refer to the person, and then you work together, and you can, we can get accountants for them, we can rent the apartments out, the houses out. We can do a lot of things. And it's all also market-driven. So we do beautiful uh, brochures and, uh, you know, the contact, by sending out on contact lists, mailings. And so we become actually fairly well-known. Social media, of course, you know, everybody, everybody does that. Yeah. And uh, uh, so it's become the social, you know, the uh, Summers Global Team. And uh, I'm here in London now expanding uh, on, on the UK, uh, adding one or two brokers 
I interview everybody who is on my team. They have to pass muster with me. They have to have a certain personality uh, that I feel would be good for the team because they're actually representing my name. And they're all individual brokers and successful brokers. So uh, with your wealth of experience, what are the top three characteristics that you look for when you are interviewing one of these super agents? You know, I, when you look for, you know, somebody would say, well, of course you want someone with a lot of clients and everything. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. You want somebody actually who's personally pleasing, who's a team player. Team player, team player is very important. We keep a Summers Global Team WhatsApp, you know, group app where we tell jokes to each other. You know, some interaction. We want, uh, I look for somebody who, I said team player, pers- good personality, and then somebody who is connected. Somebody who, when you say, send a, send a, an email to all your contacts, tell them what you do, and they do it. They want to do it. That, you know, they are, they're involved. So you look for that little something that somebody might have. If you had to give a short summary of what is Summer's global team so that anybody listening understood how they could use the service, what, what would that be? What would that description Today, be? Today, the world is small, so small, that your one client can live anywhere. And you literally are helping that client live anywhere he wants to live. Instead of saying, I just handle North London, or, you know, I'm, I'm good for Chelsea. I can help you anywhere you want to be. And of course, I have a a huge, uh, the old word Rolodex, <laughs> of names from people from all over. So let's say one of my team cannot help. I have somebody who can, somebody that I know, a contact from, you know, my travels. So that's, uh, that's what I would say it is. Okay. Now, uh, you obviously have a lot of experience from your current role and from your previous role at Sotheby's dealing internationally. And we have touched on this subject before offline, but tell us about how London fits into this picture of how real estate transactions and real estate professionals manage their day-to-day activity. What, what are we doing that is a little bit different, let's say, to the rest of the world? In America, we're, we're quite regulated and we share. I think sharing is the, uh, I, I, I want to be emphatic, sharing. Every deal is shared. You have a property. You, you, you have a client. The client wants something. In the States, you go on computer and they have 20,000 brokers giving you all the, you, you have appointments. You will be able to show your client everything on the market. You come to London and one firm has one thing. Another firm has another thing. I understand there's a firm, I'm not going to even name them, that only shows its properties. It's a very famous firm, and it shows its properties. And when they finish showing those properties, they actually say to the client, well, you know, things will be coming on. We would never have that in the States. We would just show another 10 and then another 10, because basically we're sharing the listings. We split the fees. We share the listings. It's called co-broking. And it's the law. It's the law in the States. Um, so this is a problem that we're having here, is that there isn't really enough commission to go around for all the different participants, and that results in the whole process being fragmented both for the seller and the buyer. 
it's your your commissions are are quite low, uh, even compared to even European standards. Whereas in Spain it's five percent, in Italy it's Italy they have a new law which it's three percent. The seller pays three percent to his sell, uh, selling broker, and the buyer pays three percent to the buying broker. Now here you do have buyers brokers, and they do get paid by their. Uh, their broker who is handling them, they're paying a fee up front and they're paying the, uh, and they're paying a fee. And then the uh, seller is paying his broker. So that you do have that, you know, but if I have a client and I come here and I say, you know, uh, her budget is, uh, 10 million pounds. And, um, who do I, who do I call? I mean, I can call one agency and then I have to call another agency because everybody's handling individual things. It's not, I had a client once who actually, I was not here with them. They actually walked up and down into the real estate stores that they saw pictures because they were looking to buy something and they, they didn't, couldn't get a broker to help them find in different, unless they had a buyer's broker, then they would call, I gather, the different, you know, places. And this is not something that you see in other other countries. Though. I do not see this in other countries. You don't see buyers, brokers. You just see a lot of commission to go around, and then that. Therefore, if you go to one broker agent, you can go to everybody else on behalf of that purchaser. Well, I have to amend that a little bit. In the states, yes. In uh, Europe, as I mentioned, Italy, uh, you know, the, the the it is divided up. Um, we have a case where somebody wants Como, an American buyer, and my head of my Italian team, Angelo Savioli, he called every contact he had in Como, and they shared it with him. He had to make the effort to call all of them, because nothing is on a computer base. And he came up with like eight things that uh, he could take this client to by calling them sometimes begging to share it. Um, we come from a, it's okay to make half the money. You know, it's fine than making nothing. Yeah. So in London, it is hard because your commissions are low and there's no sharing. So the combination of them both makes it hard to make a great deal of money. Yes. And you've and got some great brokers here, some really good brokers who are on the ball. I'm very impressed by them, but they're fighting against a system that's not working for them. Well, from my understanding, it's part of the reason for this is because we're not actually required to be qualified. Mm. So there is no barrier to entry. And when that happens, it keeps the cost down for the consumer, but then it also affects the way you have to navigate the market and sadly sometimes also the quality of the service that you're going to get because, you know, the person needs no qualifications, doesn't need to know anything. And the difference also between the States and, and, and uh, London, for example, is that a transaction is actually handled by a lawyer here, whereas the whole transaction almost entirely is handled by the agent in the States, right? No. Uh, each state is a different law. Remember, we were... A land of different states with different states' rights. So in New York City, as soon as I make the deal, I hand it over to a lawyer. I, I can't do anything. But in California, the agent handles that. The, you know, eco things and all of those things. They handle that. So each state is different. But a little fast story. Um, my head of Spain is Eduardo uh, Mariano Martinez. And he 
worked in New York for six years and actually worked at Compass. And he uh, went back, his wife's a diplomat, and he went back and said, I'm going to open up an office in Madrid. He opened up an office and uh, using American methods, he then took all the properties, he marketed to get properties, and he broke them out to everyone. The different agencies said, what are you doing? You're giving me this you know, listing? It's your listing? He says, no, I'm sharing this listing with you. You bring a client, we're going to share the money. You know, in Spain, though, it's 5%. You know, so he said, we're going to share. He says it threw them all in their ear. Well, he is doing so fantastically well. There's so many people coming in. He's doing so much business. He's been open only a year because he's sharing everything. So it's working. So your, your conversation is inspiring, I hope, the rest of the listeners, as it's inspiring me, that we should really insist on charging the 3%, which is the maximum that, that people charge here in London, in order to be able to do a better service, get a quicker deal at a better price for clients. So if you have to share one and a half percent each, fine, you know, I mean, but at least there'll be properties, at least there'll be things, you know, to see. The object is to service the client and not say, oh, God, I'm only going to get this amount of money. I'm, you know, I'm not going to bother. Because the other big difference uh, between the two is that in America, it's very much agent-driven, which we mm. call negotiator here, uh, whereas in London, it's very much brokerage-driven. So, you know, you deal with the brokerage who is yes, your main point of contact, and then they have their negotiators that do the deal, whereas in America, it's the other way around. The agent is everything. In America, the agent is a strength. And uh, that's why there is so much. Uh, I actually just got a call now to try to move me away from my from my agency. They try to get you. You're, you're literally they try to steal you, you know, the different because the agent is the one that's powerful. The agent is uh, is everything. In, in New York. We have a lot of agents, though. You know, New York City has 20,000. You, you have a lot of competition. And also the other thing is that uh, the brokerages then then have to have all the bells and whistles to attract you, right? They've got to make sure that they've got the proper marketing look and they've got the proper tech support and all the backup that you as a super agent are going to require. And I think, you know, London is starting to make noises about going in that direction where, you know, the bigger firms are kind of moving away from expensive negotiators and negotiators are moving into being a lot more independent. So I think we are going through this change. Well, that's good. But uh, perhaps not right now for, right for, now. for what you're looking for. We're very Silicon Valley uh, driven and uh, Compass, which came from, you know, that's uh, all tech, started out as tech. It's only the firm is only over six years old and it's like number one. Uh, they have taken brokers from all over. So they opened up offices all over the United States and in New York. New York, they actually have, I think, in about six offices. I'm talking about major buildings housing and they have a huge amount of brokers and they we have they have 300 technology workers so i want marketing i want this i want this i want this and they do it all for you you know there's some marketing fees you do pay you know some of the marketing fees but they do it and they send it out everything it's big business real estate is big business and it's a serious business Oh, well, I think that's a fact everywhere in the world. But, you know, we, we, do, we do need to minimize the waste here, I think, and maximize the profits. I think, yes. And it isn't so much that your commissions are so low, which they are the lowest 
of anywhere. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But even if we kept that, if the people would just share and say, okay, we'll do the one and a half. It's okay. We're just going to do it. It would be such a big change. You know, if you could get Savills and Foxtons and all of these firms to just work together, even make a computer base together. Can you imagine them putting their listings on a mutual computer base and then people would be and you would be able to handle a client by going in and seeing there's 10 listings from different agencies all over London. How easy would your life be then on taking clients out? Well, let's hope our conversation is going to inspire some change. I don't I'm not sure I'm very happy about <laughs> London being known for being cheap in one thing that affects my pocket, but uh, that certainly needs to change. It's been, it's been a really fascinating conversation with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And uh, it's certainly going to be inspiration for our listeners to have a place to go to when they've got international demand. That would be very nice. That would Thank be very you. nice. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for listening to the London Property Podcast. Head over to londonproperty.co.uk and subscribe to our newsletter to receive latest updates.